Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue going through the book of Titus. We spent a couple episodes here with the introduction, you know, the first four verses, that one long sentence where Paul uh, proclaims the truth of the gospel uh, and why he uh, was called as a bondservant and as an apostle to proclaim the faith to those that are chosen of God. Now, we get down to verse 5, and he gets into the reason uh, that he's writing this letter. Verse 5, Titus 1 says this, For this reason I left you in Crete. Well, what reason? Well, sometimes you need to finish the rest of the sentence. Sometimes you need to uh, understand what was said before. And there's elements of both here, okay? It's because of what he'd said before. Paul had been entrusted with commandments, and he'd given those to Titus. Now Titus was to do likewise and entrust these things to other people in the same way that Paul had said that to uh, Timothy. Okay, to entrust these things with other people. Uh, for this reason, I left you in Crete, that you would set in order what remains and appoint, in, appoint elders in every city as I directed you. So Paul had already given Titus instruction and directions. He had left Titus behind in Crete with particular uh, orders, particular agenda, particular task that needed to be done. Uh, the first thing was to set in order what remains. And when you sort of read that in English in that way, it sounds like things are in chaos and there's problems and all this kind of stuff. Well, there, there, there probably were. And from what we'll see later on in this letter, there were. But you can know this, that the body of Christ functioning as an organism is just like any other organism. It's going to be messy from time to time. <laughs> Okay, And I don't mean that in a negative sense. There's just things that need to be put in order. Okay, They're a little bit out of disorder. People need to be taught things. They need to understand things. They need to be exhorted and encouraged and corrected. Okay, We all need that from time to time. So he's just reminded him. He said, I left you behind that you would set in order what remains and appoint elders at every city as I directed you. So Titus was given responsibility of appointing these elders or ordaining these elders. And there's big debate, you can see it within the body of Christ today, as to how this is and who these are. Like out of my background of growing up within the body of Christ, we did not have elders per se. Now that background nowadays, there's churches that are coming along and saying, oh yeah, we, we have elders. The elders are the hired staff. Well, yeah, maybe yes, probably likely no. Okay, that's not the proper understanding of what uh, elders are. Elders are simply those that are elder, and okay, they're older, particularly in the faith, not necessarily exclusively chronologically, but they're older in the faith and they're more mature in the faith. And the appointing would have come about not because of personal preference that Titus might have had or personal preference that we have, but it's because it's the leading of the Lord by His Holy Spirit. And those that are in, in these positions, and really, folks, in all positions within the body of Christ, in the way that we function together, it will be readily apparent to the body who needs to do what. So I tell folks this all the time. Uh, if you need somebody uh, that really knows how to uh, 
Uh, what, what can I think? Oh, knows how to make a good strawberry cake. That's always one of my favorite examples. <laughs> okay. Please don't come to me. Okay, go to my friend Connie. Oh my, she is known within our circle of Oikos, our influence right here, as being a marvelous cook. She's gifted in hospitality. Okay, she's just amazing at that. Okay, now if you want somebody to help you understand what all those uh, round things and those dots all over the page are right there and how to make that sound like music on a piano, well, come talk to me. Okay, I can give you some insight into that. We all have uh, giftedness within the natural and experientially, but then also giftedness within the spirit. And when these elders were appointed, it would have been apparent by the move of the spirit, by the uh, body of Christ, that this is a person that is functioning within this arena. And all too often we think elders are going to be this and that, and they wind up functioning like CEOs or a board of directors and stuff like that. And that's not at all what's happening. They are given responsibility. You see this in other scriptures. They're given responsibility for the spiritual well-being of the body of Christ. Okay? For the spiritual well-being of the body of Christ. You have another group, deacons. Now, out of my background, the deacons were all, man, they were it. Okay? That was it big time. Okay? So you had the deacons. And they function as a board of directors and as the trustees and as CEOs and as all in alls and this and that. Well, that's totally wrong, too. Okay, the deacons simply serve. They serve now. Elders serve, obviously. Okay, and the deacons though are the ones that were uh, really had the hands to the things. Okay, they brought service in, in a multitude of ways. Now, uh, the situation I'm sitting in right now at this very moment when I'm talking, uh, they don't have deacons. They have deacons at a denominational level, but not at the local church level. Well, that's not correct either, though we really do. Because diakonos is simply meaning one who serves, one who helps. And there are people that are functioning that day in and day out without some man-made title attached to it. You know what I mean? So when we read a little passage like this, to appoint elders in every city as I directed you, there's really a lot more to this. Because he, uh, Paul wanted uh, Titus to understand that everywhere where the body of Christ was, that's the reason he said in every city, everywhere where the body of Christ is, God will provide those that will give spiritual leadership. Now, I know quite often we come along and we'll say, oh, well, that's this person, that's person. Then we, And most of the Western world today, we associate it with one position and one title. And uh, that's totally wrong, folks. Again, what you see in the New Testament is you see a plurality of leadership. Notice he says, appoint elders in every city. He didn't come along and say, appoint a pastor in every city. He didn't say appoint a bishop in every city. He said appoint elders in every city as I directed you. Now, that's just the fifth verse. And then verses six, uh, okay, well, verse six is the rest of the sentence. Let's look at that real, real quick. We'll probably have to pick it up next time. He says this. Well, let me just back up. For this reason, I left you in Crete that you would set in order what remains and appoint elders in every city as I directed you. Namely, if any man is above reproach, the husband of one wife, having children who believe, not accused of dissipation or rebellion. So he starts giving some qualifications and some character traits and some lifestyle patterns for those who are elders within the body of Christ. So here he uses the term elder, and he said it must be a, a man who's above reproach. And that's really an interesting phrase right there. It doesn't mean that they've never done anything wrong. It doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes from time to time or anything like that. But their pattern and practice of behavior is that they're above approach. Those within the church will speak highly of them 
and those outside the church will too. The husband of one wife. That doesn't mean that they could only have been married one time. I've had I've got a couple of dear friends that wound uh, one in particular that uh, this is going back forty years now. He would never take a position. The church would vote on him and try to get him to do a position, and he wouldn't do it. And the reason was he'd been married uh, when he was eighteen years old, and I think his wife left him six weeks later. He had remarried several years later, been married to his current wife for forty years, you know. But because of this right here, the husband of one wife. He thought, well, I, that blew it. I can't, I can't serve as a deacon. I can't serve as an elder. I can't do anything because of this one thing, which really wasn't his fault at that time. That's not what's being said here. Now, I'm not trying to explain away things, okay? Remember, yeah, God hates divorce, but he doesn't hate the people. The Greek right here literally means this, that he's a one-woman man. A one-woman man, okay? I know many, 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 many in church leadership, and they're very proud of the fact that they've only had one wife, but let me tell you, they've got a wandering eye. A wandering eye. And sometimes they put that wandering eye into practice. But, oh, yeah, they're just a husband and one wife, but they haven't been faithful to that one wife. But, you know, they, they're serving in these positions and all this kind of stuff. Uh, God's not really into that type of hypocr- hypocrisy, okay? Well, anyway, I had a feeling we wouldn't be able to go too far within that because my time is up. So this is Titus uh, chapter 1, verses 5, and the first part is 6. We'll pick it up right here the next time. Uh, again, as always, uh, please pass the word to your friends and family about these times together. Uh, spread it on social media to where folks can join us. We are simply word of mouth. And uh, that God will bless us as we come together just to examine his word and to reflect upon the word that he's given us. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again later. Goodbye.